Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. I've had no problem calling out racism where I've seen it, whether it be a a racist policy, um, whether it be a racist governmental policy, or even amongst uh, a policy from a private company. Uh, I have had no problem calling those type of things out, uh, whether it be an individual and what they have to say. I uh, just have never really had a racist bone in my body, and it kind of uh, kind of rubs the wrong way, so to speak, when it comes uh, to to my personal beliefs. And, and of course, uh, biblically, there's just no place for racism. And I I think in in this country we have seen uh, a renewing of racism. I think there was a time in the United States where we didn't see as much racism. I, I think that there was definitely an attitude in our country that we didn't really see color. Uh, yes, we saw that someone may have been you know a certain color or a certain race or whatever, but it, it, it didn't really register that we were all, we were all Americans and and it didn't really register with us. Um, you know it's it, it just what we see now though, I think, is we see a, a renewing of racism. And in particular, amongst a, a number of people who are using racism to prosper and and to get uh, you know more political power or whatever, uh, you know, they're they're benefiting from it even financially. So uh, when I saw this uh, this article and I'd heard about it, and I saw a couple memes, wasn't completely sure what it meant, and then I, I realized what was going on in this. This article here explains it really well, and it says, is it, well, it's, first of all, it's entitled, Coca-Cola slammed for diversity training that urged workers to be less white. <laughs> this, is, this is by uh, Leah uh, Esternwich, and she uh, is, writes for the New York Post, came out on the 23rd of February. Uh, she says that Coca-Cola employees were urged to be less white as part of a company's alleged diversity training. But the the material was yanked offline following a viral whistleblower post. The, uh, and and this is in quotes, the confronting racism course in question was uh, offered by LinkedIn Education and allegedly utilized by the soft drink uh, giant. Uh, In the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. This is, this is from this education here. It says, in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white, reads one of the slides, allegedly sent from an internal whistleblower uh, and posted on Twitter, uh, Twitter by YouTube comment, uh, commentator Carolyn um, Borensko, I'm sure I slaughtered the name, but I apologize to Karen, Carolyn. Uh, another slide suggests trying to be less white with tips, including quote, be less oppressive, listen, believe, and break with white solidarity. Borensko, who describes herself as a supporter of banning critical race theory, said the screenshots were sent to her from an internal whistleblower from Coca-Cola who told her the course was required. 
On Monday, LinkedIn said that it had pulled the controversial course, featuring interviews from socialist Robin and <laughs> sociologist Robin D'Angelo, the author of White Fragility. The and, and we're going to talk about Robin here in a minute, but it, it goes on here. It says, quote, the confronting racism course featuring Robin D'Angelo is no longer available in our course library. So basically, this is Coca-Cola just simply backtracking um, and, and saying that, uh, you know, we, we really didn't know what was going on here and, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, leverage continued. This is the spokesperson for for coca-cola levers continue we we provide a wide variety of learning content including more than 270 courses on topics of diversity inclusion and belonging that's that's quite a library by the way um and and i, I don't even need to go on to you know just hear the the spin that she wants to give here uh it says d'angelo meanwhile insists she was unaware she was unaware that she was featured in this course sure the slides <laughs> included were not created by by her. She said her, her rep said uh, she was unaware that the videos had been you know re-edited in that in this way. Okay, um, whether or not that's true, uh, we're going to see here in a minute that everything that was in this course is basically things that she's already said and things that she is all already teaching. So uh, whether or not she was aware that this particular course which I have such a hard time believing that she would, was not aware, was not getting any kind of money for, come on, seriously, um, that, that it's, it's still the same stuff that she's been spewing anyway. So anyway, Coca-Cola denied that the training was mandatory for employees, though, of course, a number of employees have said, yes, it was definitely required. Uh, Coca-Cola said, we will continue to listen to our employees and refine our learning programs as appropriate. <laughs> I bet they will. So let's take a look at what this, this course uh, said and, and some of the slides. Because I've literally, I've seen the slides. I've seen the pictures of the slides. Uh, some of the slides that were in the course. I have not been able to see the whole course. Obviously, it was pulled down. But it said uh, that one of the slides said to be less white is to be less oppressive be less arrogant be less certain be less defensive be less ignorant be more humble listen believe break with apathy break with white solidarity. So well let, let's let's take a look at literally what this says because this really this kind of gets my hackles up a little <laughs> if you want want to be honest. So what this is really saying is that if that if these are all white things that that if you're if you're if you're a white person and that's your race, you're a Caucasian in race then you are oppressive. You are arrogant and not humble. You are certain, which basically just means you're confident and unteachable. You're defensive. You're ignorant. Not going to listen to anything anybody says. You're not going to believe anything anyone else says. Not be apathetic, concerned over others. Only concerned about white people. So if you're white, these are the things that you are. 
every single white person is this. That's what this course is teaching. This is what was required in order to be an employee here at Coca-Cola. And it's not just Coca-Cola. I'm not just I'm not I'm not just ranting on them, okay? The, I'm trying to explain what is being what was offered here and what was required here. And what was what was being taught, which is just simply garbage, and it's racism at its core. In an age where, you know, the, the greatest sin of all time that you can commit is to offend someone, this is offensive. I mean, how can this not be offensive? You're calling me because of the color of my skin. You're calling me ignorant. You're calling me arrogant. You're calling me oppressive. That is offensive. And there's no two ways around it. If I were to reverse the word white with black, would it be racist? If I said, you know, can you be less black? Can you be less offensive? Can you be less arrogant? Can you be less certain and defensive and, and ignorant? Be less black. Be less ignorant. How fast would that go over? That is racism. Clear and simple. No getting around it. You cannot explain that away. I would love, love someone. Email me. You know, go to Facebook, Instagram, whatever the case may be. Communicate with me and tell me how in the world is that not racism? Confronting racism. Understanding what it means to be white. Challenging what it means to be racist was another slide. So, you know, I don't know what it is to be racist, is what it's, this is saying. Maybe Robin D'Angelo does not know what racism is. Another slide. Try to be less white. Now, now that they have established that being white is bad, let's be less of that, Okay. Now we've established that, you know, being white is just arrogant. Let's, let's be less that, okay? Let's be less white. So let's look into Robin D'Angelo, all right? She is, and you may have seen her, you may have seen some of her videos. I, I was introduced to her probably about a year ago or so. Uh, I had some family members who uh, showed me a, a video of hers that, that went pretty viral. And, uh, and I took exception to a number of, uh, of things that she had in the video, and, and I did it. Uh, I, I believe just simply out of pure logic, uh, in, and and if you go through, you know, her book, uh, she has a couple of them. But if you go through her main book, White Fragility, uh, it is it is it, it, it's it's not good, and and she makes a number of false assumptions and things in there. But let, let's let's talk about her in, in uh, just a little bit. She's an associate professor at the University of Washington, and the author of the book White Fragility, like I said, uh, and and. And it was published in 2018, uh, so not that long ago, just a few years back. Uh, White Fragility says that black people cannot succeed on their own. That's that, that's when you boil a, the book down, that, that you cannot succeed uh, on your own if you're black. That it will only be white woke people that make it possible for blacks to succeed. Don't white woke people like Robin DiAngelo. 
blacks are systematically discriminated against by whites. And if you uh, are a, a white person and you deny this, then that is definitely a sign that you are racist. If you deny the fact that you are racist, then you are racist. That's proof that you are racist and you are a racist person. So do not ever question Robin D'Angelo because that is definitely proof that you are a racist. Um, Kind of interesting, there was an article by Marlo Asafi, who is the culture reporter for The Day to Call Her, and she wrote back in last December an article, um, and it it goes like this. It says, left-wing academic Robin D'Angelo was paid 70% 70 more than her black counterpart during a college event the two spoke at that focused on racial equality and disparities. (laughs) <laughs> Camp Campus Reform reported. D'Angelo, who is white and is renowned for coining the term white fragility, spoke alongside author Austin Channing Brown at the virtual event hosted by the University of Wisconsin-Madison's Diversity Forum, according to Campus Reform. The, 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 to speak at the event titled The Pandemic Effect, Exposing Racism and Inequalities. D'Angelo was paid $12,750, while Brown was paid $7,500, nearly 40% less than D'Angelo's, who charges steep fees for her her appearances. The two were represented by the same agency, which the university told Campus Reform decides the speaking fees. The university also added that the goal of the event, which 3,300 people attended, was to improve campus climate and ensure all members of our community were able to thrive. D'Angelo has previously charged $12,000, not counting travel and other expenses, to speak at the University of Kentucky for a two-hour racial justice session. Well, that's good work if you can get it, isn't it? Uh, Where she would also discuss her book, White Fragility why it is so hard for white people to talk about racism. She also charges $320 per hour for phone calls. D'Angelo's speaking fees typically run between $10,000 and $15,000, and her clients have included Amazon, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and the YMCA, Seattle Public Schools, among others. She was slated to deliver a a a three-and-a-half-hour racial justice workshop at the University of Connecticut in the fall, charging $20,000 for the event that would focus on anti-black racism and um, inequalities. Uh, You may say that's okay. And you may say that, that, you know, speaking fees can be different. Uh, I mean... You know, she might be a better speaker or or she might be more popular, whatever the case may be. But one of D'Angelo's points is that the lack of equality of outcome proves racism. Did you hear me? The lack of equality of outcome proves racism. That's one of her main points. So is she being racist here? Is she benefiting from systemic racism and white privilege? You know, really, in my estimation... She is more like a cult leader than a speaker. You are, you are racist if, and you don't even know it is, is part of her thing. Uh, without her, you, you have no hope. Now, 
if you if you were to you know look, look at a cult leader and and listen to what they have to say so much of what they say is very similar to what we see here you know you you are you are pathetic without me you have no hope um, you know, how about how about the, the even even in the slide here with Coca-Cola? Listen, believe. So if you are to listen and believe, that's that's a tactic of many cultists, where they 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 offer you um, all this peace and whatnot. If you just clear your mind, remove all your filter. I, I mean, preconceived notions. Forget what you have been taught by society. I have greater truth for you. You want to have the same knowledge as the woke, don't you? <laughs> isn't, isn't that what Satan said to Eve, basically? <laughs> I mean, come on. This is, this is cult-like behavior, okay? I mean, this, the, you, you, if, if you want to use logic in any way, if you want to question what is being said, if you want to make sure that what is being said can be backed up and, can, and, 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 and is truthful, well, you can't be doing that. You can't be questioning her. You can't be questioning whether or not this is real. You do that, that is a sign that you yourself are a racist. You cannot be trusted. You cannot be, you, you, you're part of the problem. This is systemic. This means that, that, that it, 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 it's infiltrated into every part. That it, it, it's, it's racist at its very core. Everything that you do, everything that you say, the, the, just simply the history, even before your time, was racist. And so everything that you are about is racism and everything every decision that you make is perpetuated on whether or not it's going to further you and put somebody else down when it comes to racism so so it really poses the question here the question is why do companies like coke try to compete to be the most woke company I mean, you see it all the time. I, I've called out companies before for having racist policies. Lowe's, for instance. Lowe's came out not that long ago and said, you know what? We have a policy now and we have this fund that we are going to fund black-owned businesses. So if you're a white-owned business or you're a Native American-owned business or you're a you know, Hispanic-owned business, you cannot get access to these funds. You, if you apply, you are automatically rejected based off the color of your skin. That's racism, pure and simple. There's no way around that. There are government contracts that if you literally apply to, to try to get this government contract and you are not black, you are not eligible for that government contract. That is racism. That is racism perpetuated by our government. And just like you know, there, were, there were racist policies of the past that have now been done away with. And those were wrong. These policies are wrong as well. When 
um, when, when we see these type of policies, they need to be called out. And when Uber Eats says, you know what? If you're a black owned business, we will not charge you fees for delivering your food. That is racism. That is a racist policy based off the color of the skin of the owner of that business. And now in February, we're in February, and we see, you know, with it being Black History Month or whatever, we see a lot of this type of thing. When you base the, the, an advantage off the color of someone's skin, that's racism. So why do these companies do this? Well, I believe there's, there's three reasons. Companies are afraid of being sued. And, the, and, and, and I think that's one of the biggest ones, particularly by employees for discrimination. Uh, we see companies having to pay a lot of money in discrimination lawsuits. Uh, and, and so what do they do in order to try to counteract that? Well, they, pe- they pay people like Robin DiAngelo thousands of dollars to create anti-racism training so that they can show the courts that, you know, hey, we did our part. We paid her $20,000, and that's what she's going for, $20,000. How would you... Boy, this is great work if you can get it, right? And and I'm not even saying that she shouldn't even be saying certain things. I mean, in other words, I don't think what she's saying is, 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 is right. I think it's wrong. But if somebody's going to pay her to say it, I mean, I guess more power to her. I think that it's destructive. I think it's tearing down the framework, but you know, if if a company is going to pay her twenty thousand dollars to come in and 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 you know and read Dr. Seuss books, I mean, I, whatever the case may be, it's good work if you can get it. I guess twenty thousand dollars they're paying her to do that, so that they can then say, you know what, court, this discrimination thing, <laughs> how can we be racist? We we set up this course. It was required by our employees. I think number two, Harvard Business Review research showed that that conservatives and moderates uh, will still purchase things from liberal companies, while liberals are a lot less likely to do so. I mean, I can re- I, I can remember having a discussion not, not that long ago with a, a very liberal lady, and 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 we were we were talking, we were just, we were having a good a good time, uh, you know, together, uh, and. And she said, you know what? She said, uh, you know, she really, she really liked this one restaurant. And I said, yeah, you know, that's, that's a good restaurant. I said, I really like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A uh, to me is, is one of my very favorite fast food restaurants. And, uh, and, and there's, they're just, they're just awesome. And, and she says, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't go to Chick-fil-A. And I said, I said, why, why wouldn't you go to Chick-fil-A? It's really good. And she said, oh, I just, I don't like their policies. <laughs> and she was giving up Chick-fil-A because she didn't like their policies. And that's fine. She has the right to do that. But liberals are a lot more likely to do that, whereas more conservative people who think maybe a little more logically are a little less likely to cut off their nose to spite their face, I guess, or whatever. They, you know, they, 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 they aren't, they're, they're more willing to overlook those type of things. If, you know, a company produces a good product for a good price, I'm going to go get it type thing. They're a lot less likely to boycott um, you know, and, and, and I also see like, like for instance, uh, if you ever notice Olympic coverage, 
is aimed at women. The coverage on TV of the Olympics is aimed at women. You know why? I mean, it wasn't always that way. But in, in, in I, I, last few years, I, I say few years, last few Olympics, uh, it has definitely gone a lot more toward aiming at women. Why? Because men are going to watch it. Men are going to watch the Olympics no matter what. Right? And, and, and yet women, you know, they're going to watch it if there's a good story. So what do you see? You see a lot less coverage of the Olympics and a lot more of the backstory behind the athletes. And that is on purpose because they know guys are going to watch it anyway. And now they're going to get the women's segment to watch as well with the backstory. And I think lastly, I think many corporate leaders are liberal. I think some of this comes from their guilt of being rich, you know, and they, 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 you, you look at like, for instance, the, the show Undercover Boss. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but you know, it's a show that basically these, these top CEOs and they go undercover and and in their own companies and they, they, uh, they come back, they see what, you know, they, they, they operate, uh, you know, uh, like a, like a new person and they see what's going on uh, from the ground level. And then they learn all these things about how their policies have, have, have been bad. And they, they go back and they change the, the policies because, and they, 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 they've woken up, uh, to, to all these different things. And, 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 and the reason that the, the, the show is so popular, I think, is because, again, it, it's, it's, the, it's the idea that this big, rich CEO could, could be, you know, woken up to the fact that the little guy is, you know, uh, being, being so oppressed and, and, and wow, look, look what's going to happen here. Um, I, you know, I, I really believe that, that some of these, these corporate leaders, they just have a, a real liberal guilt about being rich. And, and so they try to, they, they, they try to look like they're not this big, nasty, rich ruler over their company. And, and so they, they believe in critical race theory. And, and we're going to get into that. Uh, I, I, our, our next podcast on Monday, let's, let's get into that. Uh, critical race theory, and what is that? I think it's very, very destructive in this country. And, and I'm going to warn you, I mean, there's, it, we're going to look at some really tough stuff. So I, I encourage you to tune in on Monday. Uh, and I'd love to hear what you think about um, why why companies do what they do like this. Um, you, know, you can always get a hold of us at Uncommon Sense, for Uncommon Sense, at gmail.com. So that's for, F-O-R, Uncommon Sense, at gmail.com. Of course, on Facebook and on uh, some of the other social media sites. Um, not Twitter. We don't, we don't do Twitter anymore as, as you may know. So anyway, thanks for listening.